nervous too. I've probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the DraftKings podcast. I'm joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey Tom, uh, was an interesting week last week. I'm glad Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler finally got that win, uh, but I wish I was on it betting, but I, what, we were on him on DraftKings. Yeah, I think we both said the same thing, right? Like if he wins, he wins at 14 to 1, then I'm quite happy to miss out on that. It was actually, it was kind of refreshing to to be able to just root for someone not worrying about whether they're going to win me money or not. Like, I, I had the complete opposite trying to get Ches Revy over the line at Travellers. This time it was just that I want Ricky Fowler to win and financially it doesn't really make a difference to me if he doesn't. So I just generally want him to win. I know obviously you had win. Um, I was kind of just out of the running, so it just made no difference to me. Like I was on Hideki, I was on Benny Ann, I was on Hodges, and they were all just terrible. So um, betting was no good, but I, th- I feel like we just picked out the right kind of cheap plays, the... I had wins, like you say, Fowler was our main pick at the top. Uh, Glover played well. Kirk played well for a good period. I feel like there was others as well that we, we kind of pointed out with, with good kind of value for those things. So overall, I felt like it was a good thing. It's just ultimately I got the bigger players wrong, which means you don't get six out of six. Yeah, the six out of six somewhat makes sense. But this is the first time I've ever, I was saying this to you off air, the first time I've ever made money on a week. So I, I think I entered like 400 and won like 500. So I didn't make much money. But usually when you don't get a six out of six, you're not making much money. And I won uh, one money on the week and I didn't have a single, even five out of six. I had all four out of sixes. Um, but I had a, I had almost 100% Ricky. I had 100% Ricky, almost 100% Hadwin, almost 100% Glover. I just went all in on those guys. So th- it worked out a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just one of those ones where, I don't know, it's just a tough week. Like it was, It's a putting week and... We kind of knew that going in. There's obviously going to be some volatility to that. Is this going to be similar? Like, I think there's a little bit more ball striking prowess here in terms of approach, but like, I feel like you still, when it comes down to it, you still need to make enough putts. I mean, I think Poston was like 33rd or something last year, and Fratelli was like 19th in putting. So it's not the be all and end all here, but like, you still have to make a bunch of putts. You do. But I think the only difference would be this week, you see guys who typically aren't good putters win, whereas the Rocket. It seems like the guys who have won have been good putters um, at the time of winning. And this, I mean, I think three of the last six winners I would classify as horrendous putters. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, one thing that stood out to me is that all the last three, I think it was the last three or maybe even four winners have all ranked first in par four points the week they won. So, like, everyone will think of a birdie best and think of par fives, but you have to make the birdies at the par fours this week. Um, so I think that's something that really should be uh, considered going in. Yeah, I, I had par fours 400 to 450 as a um, as a as an area I was really looking at. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and like the yardage, I think it's like 125 to 150 for proximity is quite popular. But I don't, I, I tend to not get into those proximity stats too much because 125 yard shot at Detroit is different to TPC Deer Run. But I suppose like you have to kind of go with it at the same time. Like it's a bit of a catch 22, I think. Yeah, I mean, you want guys who are good with their wedges, right? I mean, either way, it's going to be a wedge, whether no matter what course you're at. So guys who typically um, are hot with their wedges. So I, and if you look at like the trends and stuff here, I was reading a lot about it, and it just seems to be guys who are really trending in a, in you know uh, getting better each week with their approaches and have hot recent form with the approaches uh, tend to win. Yeah, it like it it feels more of a like you can almost overcome poor course form here. If you've hit like 
decent current form. Like I think JC Poston had two kind of like middling 60 place finishes here and then one. Um, and it was more to do with the fact that he played well, like Jason picked him out of the best in podcast last year. It was more to do with the fact that he played well at the Travellers before, which was really important. Now you look at recent winners here, it's all Colonial, it's all Travellers. Uh, those yeah. are two courses are really good and and I like both of those. I think a lot of it, the Travellers are probably a lot to do with the fact that it's proximity of, of when the event is, right? Like sometimes it's the week before or at least in the same sort of month or so. So I think it's more just current form rather than actual course fits. I think last year Travellers was the week before. Yeah, yeah, Travellers was the week before last time. Um, and I think like maybe only one year it wasn't. Like it, I think maybe potentially like Fratelli's year, it wasn't the Travellers week before, it might have been the Rocket Mortgage or something, but it, there's kind of been a couple of different schedule changes, maybe because of COVID and things like that, but ultimately it's it's in the same sort of range and, and that's the main thing. So overall, arching point is that current form kind of trumps course form here, I think, uh, is where we're going with that. But I, I guess also it doesn't hurt that people that do have a rich history here do continue going on with that though. Yeah, yeah, it does. it does seem like that, so... I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's not the best week, but I still think we can find some value. I mean, look, we were just talking off there, and it was like, value-wise, betting-wise, is is ridiculous. I think. Um, I think it's actually really easy to find a decently sized bet. Um, DraftKings, I think, is going to be a slightly more difficult prospect because you are going to have to plug some of these like guys in that you don't want to. But let's get into that. Denny McCarthy's the top uh, man at ten six. Russell Henley ten four. Ludwig Berg at ten one. Cam Young at ten. Um, any scratches for you immediately? I'm not going to be playing Kim Young, and I'm not going to be playing um, Aberg either. I just I said this last week that I mean I, I was batting him just because of the number and you know it's worth a try. But now I, he doesn't seem to me like a birdie fest guy. No, I, th- I think he's uh, well. I think in the long run he probably can be, and you know ultimately he can shoot low like he shot a pair of 65s at the travelers but i think he finds it difficult to sustain that whereas i think his ball striking will just come to the fore like it, it can almost be like he can hang around on a saturday and shoot a 70 and still be in the mix whereas at these sort of events you've got to be foot to the pedal for four rounds and that may be just not quite like i think that's a skill in itself matt right like i think people look at birdie fests and and events like this is like oh you know like anyone can win them but i actually think there's a certain element of skill to it that you have to just be able to go 65 65 65 65 for four rounds rather than you know being that guy that can shoot two 66s and then hang on yeah yeah definitely and the thing with aberg is his irons on the pga tour have not been good his approach he lost over three strokes on uh, approach in both of his um both of his starts or his last two recent starts so I just think his irons aren't where they need to be. He pumps it off the tee, but I don't know how important that's going to be here. I think in the end of the day, he's going to drive on courses where you got to be long and straight off the tee, and I don't think that's TPC deer run. Cam Young just not playing well enough? Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. I mean, I think those are going to be the two least uh, owned guys in, out of the four for, for obvious reasons, but I, I still think it's going to be relatively spread out. Um, I, I want to be playing both McCarthy and... Henley. I like both those guys a lot. Yeah, like I, it's weird. I've, I've been kind of back in Henley a little bit recently. I think he's playing a substantial amount better than people think he is. He's got second and 11th place finishes in his golf course. Uh, I think they actually, in data goals ranking, I've got him higher than Brett's Kepka, which I think is a little bit of a stretch. But, you know, what has he got? Like six, seven top 20s in his last eight starts? It's, it's kind of a ridiculous run. So um, you, you can't really overlook his form. McCarthy is an interesting one because I feel like 
people just don't want to miss the win that probably is coming. Um, and it felt like that when people were back in Wyndham Clark at like the US Open. Like I thought, do you actually think Wyndham Clark can win the US Open? Um, I, I think people just thought, well, you know, 66 to one, he's won recently. Um, and I think that's a little bit the same as like Denny McCarthy. Like, do you really think Denny McCarthy's going to win this tournament, or do you just not know who else is going to win John Deere Classic and he, he's trending in form? But by the same token, I think he is a different golfer this year. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely is. Uh, but I mean, what? Well, it's tough. I mean, he's never won, but he has started to play well in these really i was looking at it earlier on like these elevated events so he should be able to win this but then if you look at last year i mean he was good at memorial good at the u.s open last year too yeah and how i didn't do this research but i think if you'd look back at all the times he's been among the top three favorites i would wager that it didn't go well yeah i mean i i don't remember a time where denny mccarthy was 21 and it went well but like he's 40 to one this uh 14 to one this week sorry I mean, look, he was seventh going into the final round in his debut here, finished 34th, and he was sixth last year where he was second going into the final round. I think he's, if he gets himself in that position again, then he's far more conditioned to do well. I just think at some point these things come to a, I don't know, they, they just come to an end eventually. Like, he's he's the, the most informed player of anyone in the field. He's got, you know, a playoff loss, a 7th and 8th, 11th, 20th. Does it just come to an end at some point, and does it come to an end in a birdie fest where they maybe lose his edge a bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it comes to an end this week. I, I, I do think he's he has a real chance to get in the mix. Henley might be a little more interesting to me just because he's playing just as well, but it seems like he's a little bit more under the radar. Uh, people are pissed. Everyone better at the Travelers at sixty to one or whatever. And looking back, like. You would, you would have thought he finished 70th with the way everyone was talking about him. He, he did finish 17th, I think. Um, and it, part of that was good uh, due to a really low round on Sunday. But uh, I don't know. I think I'd probably split these guys and play half of each. Yeah, I think so. Like, like, I think they're, they're tied on the best market for a reason. I think that if it came down to a Sunday, I would take Russell Henley, which is wild considering what people say about Russell Henley. But ultimately, I think you do want to find a way to – Feature both of these in your lineups in, is the long and short of it. Uh, and then I agree with you on the other two in the tens. So then it comes down to Hadwin, Cole, Mitchell, Schenk, I guess, that little group of four players there. Um, not so much love for Keith Mitchell, I don't think, at the moment. But I guess an Eric Cole and Adam Schenk will be the two popular ones here. Yeah, Cole is looking like the third most popular guy on the entire slate. Um, over McCarthy and Henley, and I wouldn't be shocked if he even got above those guys. He seems to be like the darling right now because the, he played in that um, that event last week. Everyone kind of followed that. His, his mom tweeted about it. Uh, he's playing really playing really well. Uh, good birdie fest guy. I think he's first in the field in birdie or better in his last 24 rounds. So a lot of it makes sense. I don't like that he didn't play last week um, on, on tour. And I also don't like that his Iron approach numbers haven't really been all that good over the past three weeks. Yeah, those things are right, Cole. Like, again, it's a different prospects in terms of I'm not being asked to bet him, and he is seventh on tour for the whole season in in birdie or better percentage, um, which is just behind Russell Henley in fifth. So ultimately, in that respect, he is perfect for this event. I just there's something about him, and I don't, I don't know if it's just a case of I want to be a little bit contrarian, everyone's on him, and I don't want to be. I don't know if it's anything like that, or just I just don't see him as that kind of guaranteed 
like I think people are viewing him as like he's he's got to go on and win, and I just don't see that as necessarily the case for him. Like I think you can be a very solid top twenty-five, top thirty finisher all season long without really striking me as someone that's going to go on and win. So if you're playing Eric Cole as your main hope to win, I'd be a bit hesitant. If you're playing him because you can put a couple of people on top of your lineup and both of them, like if you can play Cole and Schenk and find out other ways to get different further down your team, then I'm on board with that. Like I, I completely get that. And again, like he, he had a chance to win at the Honda. Like it's not like he hasn't been in the mix. I like the fact that he was 24th at the Travellers, which is a, a good event for this, as I mentioned earlier. But I don't know. Like, I, just, I find it really hard to actually get too excited about Eric Cole. Like I, find, I find it a lot easier to make the case for Adam Schenk. I was going to say the same thing. Like Both these numbers are tough to swallow, and I was looking at the betting market earlier, and I can't get to either of them in the betting market. But DraftKings-wise, I like Schenk better. He's a little cheaper, but he'll probably be a little bit less owned as well. And his approach numbers, that's the big difference. I mean, Eric Cole hasn't been doing the irons, but Schenk has been doing the irons. And then Schenk also has the course history to go along with it. History and where he's played well, college really nice as well. Like I mentioned earlier, um, Colonial, like brilliant, second there, second at the Valspar, another little short course that, that people like to go to. Um, you know, he, he's he's just got it. It like the two second place finishes he's had, I think, lean into this really well. Um, it's just you'd like to have seen him do a little bit better at Travelers recently. I think that's a an immediately good golf course to do well at and then go into this with. But he's got the fourth and was it fourth and sixth place finish here? It's it's pretty impressive. And I think Phoenix is somewhere he's played well. It's been a birdie fest. It's Shriners. He had that chance to to win there. He was tied third. So in these kind of tournaments, I think he's really good at them. I think he's an improving player. So yeah, I, I don't really have any negatives for the first time. I'm, out of everybody, I'm going to say that Schenk is probably my most foolproof player this week. And I actually probably think I can get to him. Like, I was listening back to my podcast last year on the betting show. He was 50 to 1 last year. And was he? And he's had two runner up finishes since then. So, actually, I don't think 33 to 1 or 35 to 1 or whatever it is now is that bad. Like, he's finished second at the Valsper uncharged 12. He's had a chance to win both of those, realistic chances to win both of those. Um, he's been seventh recently as last week, um, shooting 20 on the bar, whatever it is. Like, I don't know what else he needs to do to be a number that people find. Resp- I don't know what people, like, do people want him to be 50, 60 to one again? I, I don't really think, it's not how betting works. That's that's the thing. Right. No, I, I completely get that. Uh, and I think, I mean, does that mean you're going to get to that 28 to one? Not 28. Like, if, like if I can get 33, 35, which he has been today, and it's still around at some point, I'll probably go with it. Like, if I can get something just win only, maybe. But, it goes down to like 25, it's just an easy pass, right? But it's just, it, I don't see a reason apart from ownership if you're really just trying to get contrarian not to play him this week. Yeah, I, I don't see a reason not to play him either. And I definitely play him over Cole, and I probably will play him. Um, and then you look at Moore. He, I think he was a little bit smoking mirrors last week with the putter. He already got his win this year. I'm going to stay away from him. Um, Kirk, I'm worried about him too as well, right? What about Hadwin? Oh, yeah, Hadwin. Um I like Hadwin. I mean, if you think there's going to be irons and putting, he did both those things really well last year. Has decent course history. I think he was eighth here two years ago, even though he missed the cut last year. Um, he could be a decent pivot to Cole, even though I don't think he's going to be unpopular. But I do think um, – and the reason I liked him last week was because I, th- I thought he was playing better than it seemed like he was playing. He gained 5.7 on the Pro Tech Canadian, 2.6 at the U.S. Open. And then 
last week 5.7 again irons and putting combine irons and putting and he's like you know one of the best players in the field yeah like he's had four he's had four straight weeks of gaining on approach and three of them have been really strong approach weeks as well not just like your middling approach weeks uh us open was a little bit rougher but it's ridiculous it, it it's utterly ridiculous how well his irons have been for someone that doesn't necessarily spike with it and actually when you go back to the start of the year it was similar like he finished seventh in houston at the end of last year 18th at the american express um 10th at the phoenix gaining approach all the time and he's doing this same sort of run again and it's yielding the same sort of results and the only difference is that he's gaining on with the puzzle like he did last week is what put him right in the mix and i guess considering what he's done the last or two of the last time three times he's played here you've you've got to assume that he can do it again i mean he finished with a final round 64 five the year that he finished 18th uh, on his debut and in final around 64 when he finished eighth so you could argue it's all been kind of geared towards a couple of Sundays but it's not a bad time to, to find your best goal so my question with him would be if he gets he drifts to 28 to one who would you bet him or shank probably still shank I just I just I just think that shanks I shanks I think shanks on a trajectory that is new to him, and I think that he's been in contention a couple of times this year and does feel like he's going to win, whereas Hadwin has done this three or four times in his career, like little runs like this, and only won the once. Do you think being in the playoff hurts him in terms of actually winning the event this week? No. No, like, I, I think I think, he's, like, I think his chances are great. I think it's just one of those, like, if if Hadwin wins and it's because he finished second last week and went on to it, then, then so be it, I, you know. I took Schenk and took a chance with who I think is... I, I guess it comes down to, do you think Schenk can be a better player than Hadwin has been for the last five or six years? And I think potentially yes. So, I don't know. It's, that's a really good question. I think I think they Ultimately, I think they've both got a really good chance. I think they both should feature in their lineups. Yeah, and the, and the reason I ask that is, I know this is not a betting show, but like in terms of value, if you look at McCarthy 14 and Henley 16, and then if I've seen Hadwin at 25, it seems like that's the best value play of the top of the board. Yeah, and you can get 28 to 1. Just looking at odds checker, he's like 28 to 1 on that MGM for Hadwin. Like that's that's too big, like compared to the rest of like compared, it shouldn't be double the odds of Denny McCarthy. That that's yeah. where you got your head around. Um, are we nothing on Keith Mitchell? Is there any any feeling at all on Mitchell? No, I just think he's fallen out of form recently, and he didn't. He hasn't played like last week, and he just he isn't doing the things that I want people to do here. Just doesn't strike me as a Mitchell. Like I just think of Mitchell with like a tougher driving course that rewards. You know, I think I think the twentieth at the U.S. Open maybe just catches the eye and people get drawn into it, but I don't think it actually means anything for this. So I'm out on him. You you say you had a few concerns on Kirk maybe. Yeah, I mean, because he fell out of form. He missed a couple of cuts in a row prior to last week. And then he was great last week, gained a lot in approach, was was kind of in the mix there. But that he always has played well at the Rocket Mortgage. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's just a familiar course that he, like, really likes. So that's why he played well. Because his results at the John Deere have been, like, average at best. Yeah, like, he's never finished better than 22nd. So he's been 22nd, 22nd, 23rd, 30th, 60th. One missed cut. So what should be a good golf course for Chris Kirk just hasn't been. And I'm happy to pass him up because of that. I prefer Grillo, right below him at nine two. Are people not going to go to Grillo because they don't believe he can win twice in a year? I think, I think that you're spot on there. That's the reason why. Um, I don't think he's going to be unpopular. I think he's going to be thirteen, fourteen, fifteen percent. Right, um, because because there's no one else. Like yeah. your limited options. But I, I feel like people don't want to play Grillo at nine two. They just feel like they have to. 
Yeah, I mean, if he didn't win two weeks ago, I mean, whatever, four, I'd probably be betting him because he's played pretty well here, right? He has, let's see, I don't know if you have it in front of you. Yeah, second here last year. Um, yeah. that's, and that's the only time he's played it, right? Yeah, second on his debut. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, he Seamus Powers right below him. He's been really just awful lately. JT Poston won this last year, but he's been awful lately. So I'll play him over all those guys for sure. But even though, I mean, I, I'm probably still going to tend to play the two guys at the top of the eights that I know a lot of people will also like. I think Poston might actually, Poston of power might be the worst two values on the slate. Like Poston was terrible to John Deere other than the time where he finished second at Travers the week before. And he hasn't, like, it all goes back to the current form thing. Like if he's not playing well, he's not going to play well here, I don't think. I don't think he's just suddenly going to find it. Um, if anything, he's probably going to have a little bit of obligation uh, as a defending champion, power has just got at the game. I don't know if it's trying to get into the Ryder Cup team that's playing on his mind. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love Critter of that of that uh, sort of series there. And as I said, that one of the courses that I love is is Colonial, and that's where he's won a few weeks ago. So everything I like about Grillo uh, suggests I can just stick with him at that post range. So then it comes into two players I think we both like. Alex Morley and Steven Yeager, who I think you just play both in different ways. Yeah, I like both of them. Um, I don't think, I think Smalley will be a little more popular at 8,900 uh, than Jaeger, who will be, I guess, moderately popular. Um, but I, th- I think both guys can win. I think both guys make a lot of birdies. Um, both guys really prefer to play on easier courses. So I'll probably split those two guys up. And those are the only two people in the really in the entire AKs that I'm really all that interested in, to be honest with you. Yeah, so for me, the case for Smalley, eighth and third, his last two starts in shows gain approach. Uh, he's gained on approach in 11 of his past 12 starts. Ninth at the Travelers, 18th at the Wells Fargo. Two top 25s at the PGA and the Canadian as well. Um, just playing some really good stuff. I mean, you could argue that those are kind of, most of them have been sort of tougher tests, but the ninth at the Travelers was the best of the punch, and I like that. Um, ninth, uh, ninth of the Travelers, 27th for Colonial and 13th for the Wyndham were all things that I like. Um, yeah, like I just, in sort of like what I like to see when people have been going on an approach in recent weeks is did they carry it on through the weekend? And Smalley was inside the top 10 for the last three rounds of Strokes Going Approach. So if he can just find a little bit of a streaky putter, I like that. Uh, he was 47th here on his debut, was 18th going into the weekend. He finished 16th last year, closing 66. So I was really high on Alex Smalley last year. I was really impressed with him in his kind of like first season. And I think that carries on this year. I think he's found it again now. So uh, a lot of good golf courses right now for him. And Steven Yeager is, he's just been good for a long time, right, this season. Like he's hes not finishing the job off and that's going to frustrate a lot of people. But his approach and off the tee stuff has been pretty immense for a long period of time now. And it's just such a, such a consistent run of form and he missed the cut of the heritage but that like that and phoenix like the only two times this year that he's missed the cut and they were both basically due to short game i think both both passing errors so i mean heritage actually was poor on his irons which is which is strange but ninth last week loved the fact he's done that at the birdie fest gained in three of the four categories he's played well here in the past i I struggle to see Stephen Yeager winners, despite the fact that, you know, he's done it on the Corn Ferry, but the 30th last year was encouraging, and, and I think he's definitely worth the play. Yeah, I, I have bet him just because I thought, I mean, 
I'm not going to go to the top of those guys. And I just want to get a handful of guys in this range. And Jaeger was one of the ones who was trending on approach. Like I was looking for guys who finished um, relatively well last week and then um, also gained a lot of strokes on approach. And he did that, finished in the top 10 last week, and then he gained four strokes on approach. Uh, last year, he gained 10.8 strokes in Peter Green here. So he lost a bunch of putting. So he was actually, you know, crushing it um, with his driver and iron. So I think now that he saw the course, was able to do that last year. If he just has a decent putting week, he can get in the mix. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm on him. And then Smalley for the same reasons you are with the, with the approach game. So I like them both. I wanted to be on Strecker. I thought that was going to be one of those like, kind of smart plays around here. But his irons have gone off again after a good couple of weeks. So I think yeah. I'm out on him. Um, because Wiedenhout is just what I said he is. He's just not that good. Um it's a, bit of a, it's, it's a weird range when you think it. Doug Gim is the other guy I like it at eight flat. Yeah. He's been good, he's been good for a while now, Gim. He has. He has. Uh, he did go to the Travelers. You said you liked that as kind of a course. Um, yeah. Course comp. The irons aren't really what I wanted them to be. They've kind of. No, so they're not like they're not extraordinary, but they're just he is gaining. So I just feel like it, it could just be that he gets to the right sort of course and this is. Slightly shorter, slightly easier for him. It might just help. Just looking at the fact that he was kind of in the mix here uh, a couple of years ago, 18th, 7th after round 1, 12th after round 2. So he was in the mix, and I just think that plus his current form suggests that he can do that again. Not massively excited about him. Like he, I felt like he was the 61 player that I just wanted because it's a bit of a weird betting week, but he would be the other one at 8, so I think it's worth looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see it a little bit. He'll be somewhat popular, too. Cooch, nobody's going to play, and I don't know if they should play him or not, but, I mean, what's he done here? Not much. It, it should be a good golf course for Cooch, isn't it? But it's, it's one of those ones, if he doesn't play here, he's missed two cuts. He's never played since, like, 2009, has he? Which is weird. Like, didn't, we have the, didn't we have a course like this recently that we felt the same about Cooch, though? Yeah, I think so, and he didn't play well, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I think it might be like Memorial or somewhere like that, or Byron Nelson or something. Like, he he just should have played no, these maybe events. Maybe Travelers. Yeah, that makes sense. He was terrible there. I think he's just fallen off. He's fallen off. Yeah, it's gone back to what Matt Kuchel was last year, I guess. I think we've got a bunch of interesting people at the top of the seven Ks. I just want to look at kind of what KH Lee's been doing. Uh, his approaching his approach numbers are awful, so that's that's him done. Uh, and then Ryan Palmer keeps kind of popping up a little bit. He's gained on approach now in five straight events, gained off the tee in all of those events as well. He's gained an approach uh, off the tee like 10 straight times. His putting has just been awful. So if he can find that, I think he's he's certainly interesting. Yeah, his iron's been great. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, he's been 18th and 23rd here. It's just, he's probably just not, it's a little bit like the Doug Gibbon thing, I guess. Like his irons are not standout, they're just solid. Um, if they were kind of like, what we've seen from Smalley or something, you probably get a bit more interested. Yeah, but he's been, I would put it even above that, because um, he's, his last five, he's averaging three per, per start. He, last two travelers, he gained 3.7, Rocket Mortgage 3.1. So that's better than what Kim's been doing. And then off the tee, he's really good too. His putting's been struggling. I don't think he can win this, do you? No, but 7-8 doesn't need to, does he? Yeah. Oh, we're in, I think we're in that territory now. Yeah, you do get to get, um guys who i think are a little bit contrarian because i know a lot of guys we like are probably going to be relatively popular so far 
this is what I'm thinking. Like the the next couple of players that are going to be really obvious to me are going to be really obvious to everyone else. So I'm just trying to think of. I mean, KH Lee was out of the box, and there's a reason he's out of the box. But um, I think Palmer's the one where you can kind of point to something and think he's a good idea. I do. I agree with that. Uh, so Ches Revy is is the obvious one. I, I think he wins this week. I do too, and that's probably a dangerous thing. Although we we felt the same way at the Travellers at 400 to one though, and he finished. <laughs> that's true we felt the same way at the masters so at, with rom i know it's a little bit different but um we have been a- aligned on some winning picks before so i don't mind that um but yeah i mean how the hell can you not like Chez this week i mean he gained 8.7 i think 8.7 on approach last week um look at what the last two winners did here for telly gained over seven strokes on approach he won and then you had jt post and gain over seven strokes the week before the travelers um finishing runner up and then he won Chez gains 8.7 he doesn't do well putting last week, but he gained in putting in 12 straight events prior to that. So his putter is, is pretty is doing pretty well. The distance hurts him in some events. It won't hurt him here. Decent history, nothing special, but some some pretty good finishes. Yeah, I, like it's they're solid enough. I mean, he had um, he had? I'm pretty sure he's had a top five here in the past. Potentially. Yeah, like he he's been around in the past, so. Yeah, I, I just... He's playing so I well. I, I just don't get how you can't like him. So he's made nine of his last 10 cuts. He's been inside the top 25 four of those times. Two top sixes at the Travellers and the Valero. He's got the top five at Colonial, which I like. He's got a fifth here where he's third going into the weekend. No, sorry. So he was fifth here in the past. And then two years ago, he was third going into the weekend and finished 18th. So it's two separate occasions where he's been in the mix. So I love that. And it's, it's very similar to... Like if if he had won, so when he was third going into the weekend, if he had won just like he did at Travellers, this would be the very same profile really as to, you know he won once at Travellers, played pretty well in a couple of other starts. It'd be exactly the same thing, and it's exactly the same type of tournament. So he didn't do it that weekend. He didn't do it on the Sunday, but I don't see like he's not he, you know King Bradley's not the sort of person you sort of worry about like um, kind of staring down on a Sunday. But you haven't even got a King Bradley here. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I completely agree. And he's we talked about this right after he lost to Keegan that it didn't seem like he fa- it phased him at all when he wasn't going to win. I, the think, event. Think I think he's just happy. He's playing well. He's getting into a rhythm. And he's, he's a guy who, like, I do trust him usually when he gets in the mix to play well. The first time he won Travelers, he was, uh, you know, like a killer on that Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, I think he wins the event. I, I'm, I'm kind of worried about how confident I am in, in him. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's never good to be this confident about a 7700 guy that's 70 to one the betting market and was 400 to one two weeks ago. But we move. This is just what we're doing. Um, any interest in a couple of the younger people that have been popular in Gordon Sargent and Peter Quest? I'm not interested in either of them now. I just like the fact that Quest kind of stuck around last week. Like he he was really he like he didn't go away when he had the chance and when you look at it he was 14 for the Byron Nelson that was a birdie fest and he was actually bad with his irons that week fourth last week he was fifth at the Utah Championship not that long ago on the Corn Ferry like he feels like he's actually not the real deal because it's such a small sample size but feels like he's an actual player and I know that this is probably going to be the highest you're going to have to take him for a little while but that might just work in your favour if you if you want to take him. Yeah, looking at it now, I kind of changed my mind a little bit. I kind of am interested in him. 
he doesn't look very popular, and I didn't realize it was not like he had a hot potter last week. He gained almost five he's, strokes on approach. Yeah, he was great. Like, he was really yeah. good. So I don't know that he can carry that on. And I don't. I, we don't know enough about him to know what kind of tournaments he likes. But I like what I saw last week on on the ISS. I know Sky is really like high on him as a talent anyway. So yeah, I, I kind of like. I mean, look, he's lower price than Aaron Baddeley. So. I was just going to ask this. Why the fuck is he 7,500? <laughs> 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 I was at last week. He was like 6,200 because I was like looking for a cheap guy to play. And I was like, what about him? And I was like, oh, no, he's been terrible. And now he's seven, he missed the cut. And now he's 7,500. <laughs> I don't understand he, why. I don't know why he's here. Does he have course history or something? Like, there so, has to be a reason. Uh, no. Like, he's missed the cut in four of his last five starts at John Deere. He was ninth in 2009. When he knew how to play golf. Bearing in mind, this is someone that's. I've given Aaron Baddeley a chance a couple of times this year, and look, you look at the last couple of times. Basically, when he gains an approach, he he's good. Like he gained an approach in Hawaii, finished seventh. He gained an approach at Bay Hill, he finished thirty fourth. Gained an approach at Pebble Beach, thirty seventh. Gained an approach at Byron Nelson, twenty third. Gained an approach at Charles Schwab, twenty first. But you're asking him to gain an approach. That's the problem. He's he's lost an approach for five of his last six starts or five of I his just, last seven starts. I don't get it. Maybe he can play well in that, but why <laughs> is he that price? That's what I'm wondering. Well, but then, I guess that's the bit like, I don't know, but that is the most, that would be the most contrarian play, surely. Yeah. And maybe they know something we don't. Maybe he's been grinding and uh, ready to win the John Deere, but yeah, I don't see it. Um, Brendan Todd, I looked, I tried looking at, like he's been hit or miss lately. He was pretty bad at rocket. Missed the cut of Travelers, but he did gain 4.2 on approach. Um, he could be a little contrarian for a guy who should be able to play well here. We've mentioned Todd a couple of times now. Like, I think both of those events, like I sort of said, we should go to Travelers. There was concerns about his injury because he'd just withdrawn at a memorial. Or it might have been Canadian that we played it. Like We talked about playing him. But, yeah, yeah lost you know really badly on approach last week, which is not like him. So, slightly concerned with that. Um yeah, don't know. What about I mean, where's Dylan Wu? He's going to be popular, but he makes a shitload of birdies. Yeah, I'm out on Dylan Wu. His ball striking is not good enough. Yep, good. Like, like I don't, like I don't really think. Like I looked at his profile, thinking he's got to be good for this. And you look at he's gained an approach and around the green his last three, and he's only marginally gained on approach in two of the last three. Yeah. So my next guy is Callum Taran. I woke up and bet him uh, at 100 and. 10 to 1, I think, or 100 yeah. to 1, because I knew I knew if once people looked at his stats last week, they were going to jump on board, and I knew the, the line would get slashed. But um, he gained 4.7 off the tee. He was second in the field off the tee, and he was third in the field on approach. Gained 12.6 from tee to green, best performance of his career. And, he, and it's not like it was just a one-week thing, because he also played well at the Travelers. He gained 7.3 strokes ball striking there. Um, and he only started, started here once, and that was last year. And he... Finished sixth, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, what the hell is it not to like about him? Um, you know, he had he scored, he shot at 65 in both the second and third round. Uh, so, and he's bad putter, but like, he does have random spike weeks where he gains strokes putting. He, he can finish 20th. Like, it just, if that's what you're asking him to do, I don't think he wins. So, I know he's 100 to one. He's 100 to one in a weak field, so it makes sense of that number. When he's going to go down to 60 to 1, which he probably is going to with all the action that's coming in on him. Like, 
it's very easy to be out on him just because look, the history tells you that Cameron Tarrant's not going to hang around. I mean, he was second at the RSM Classic uh, earlier in the season and he was great there on approach as well. So he can do it. He just, but like even when he's been playing well the last couple of weeks, you think he's been playing well, 33rd, 29th, 43rd, 29th for the PGA. Like they're good results for Callum Tarrant and not good results for someone who wants to win the John Deere. So it's a, it's a tough balance in that, I guess. Yeah, I think it's all very good counterpoints to, to the bet. Um, but drafting wise, but like you said, if he's really popular, then, then maybe it isn't the best play. He's He doesn't seem right now to be insanely popular, probably 13, 14% if I had to guess. Um, I think there's options around here, right? Which is which is helpful for for someone to play someone like because ultimately, like he makes he's one of the more I guess he's one of the safer ones around here. Like there's question marks around a lot of these players. Um, so you do want to see a certain element of that. What has Nick Hardy done recently on approach? It feels like he's been around recently. But when he does, it's normally from his irons. Uh, uh, no. No, so I'm out on Nick Hardy. So then the other, the obvious one for us again, Lucas Glover. Just feels exactly the same as Ches Reevy, but maybe from a few weeks ago rather than this week. Like it's it was in the coverage. Has he complete? Did he just change his passing stroke last week? That's what I was trying to figure out. Um, the broom style. I know he was using it last week, and he gained like seven strokes putting or more, and he looked really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if how how recently he made that switch, but obviously you know it worked out for him last week, and he's won this event two years ago. Um, that's the one thing that makes me think he's not going to win it this year. But other than that, I really think he's going to win it. He gained 6.1 in approach, 5.4 putting last week. Um, and I, the reason why we played him last week, and I said he was my favorite 6K, 6K play last week at 6,600, uh, even though he's coming up a missed cut, was the week prior at Canadian Open, he gained 4.8 on approach, 3.6 off the tee. So I thought the, the missed cut of the Travelers was just a little bit of a blip. And it turned out to be because the irons were back again. So he does everything he wants to do here. Can he win it two out of three years? I hope so. But either way, I still think he's playing well enough to, to get in the mix. It was very similar to um, JT Poston, though, right? Like, didn't was kind of bubbling along, wasn't necessarily doing anything. Then he finished bang, second. Um, in Glover's case, obviously, fourth. But sixth in approach last week, tenth in approach in Canada, gained an approach in eight of his last nine. He's got a win and three more top 15s in this event as well. It's not like it's just a one-off occasion where he's won. And... I just think like King Bradley, Rose, Fowler, Day, all players have ended up, and like Glover isn't in that category despite the fact that he's actually a major winner. Like I still don't really count Glover in the. I guess the closest comp would be Bradley. I guess considering they both yeah. won a major when they probably shouldn't have done or whatever. Um, whereas you'd think Ricky, like you'd probably swap both those careers. Ricky Fowler would swap his career for both of those just to have that kind of major win. But like Ricky Fowler is infinitely a better player. But it's only really putting that kind of costs Glover, right? Like, over his career, he's been a not an elite ball striker, but not far off. Yeah, I mean, his irons are fantastic, and he's he's good off the tee. You, and this is the kind of trap I always fall into. Like, I think, and I still, and I bet him, and I love him, but I, I sometimes think guys can't win because they just won this event recently. Like, does the fact that he won this two years ago impact your thoughts on him? No, I think if anything, you're just getting a better number because of that. Yeah. And oh, I think well. it's I think it's the same with Grillo. Like, I think Grillo should be shorter this week and be more popular, but he's not because people don't think he can win twice in a season. Yeah. Well, let's hope Glover wins twice in three. That'd be, that'd be fun. But let's try, I'm just trying to think of a tournament where people, like, how it this year. 
Yeah. Like, Zach Johnson and Steve Stricker used to win the same events all the time, didn't they? Like, yeah. I know he's not that ilk. I'm trying to think of someone that's won, like, randomly won a tournament twice. And it was Connors back to back? Was it? What did he win? He won Valero twice, didn't he, Connors? But, yeah. like, it was, like, 2017 and 2022 or whatever. Like, okay. maybe maybe slightly later than that, maybe 2019 and 2022. What was it? Uh, 2023, what was it? Let's have a look. He's not far off, though. Like he And he's a similar mould player, right? The can't part. Yeah, he is. Really good ball striking. I guess Connors is... A, but, again, Con, people will see Connors as an infinitely better... Yeah, 2019 and 2023. People will see Connors as an infinitely better player than Lucas Glover. But is, is Connors going to get to five BJ Tour wins with a major in his career. I actually think that's a pretty good comp. Like, would it shock you if one day Connors had one of those ceiling ball striking weeks and won a US Open and then... No, that was yeah. Good. Like, that's what I mean. But like, it's so, so Glover's, sorry, he's only won four times, not five, but he's, so he's won four times in... You counted this like, week's win, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, 16 years apart, his four wins. So he wins every four years, apparently. That's the same Baron's spell that Rahish has had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Glover. I like him. Like, there are certain guys that if they get in the mix over the weekend, I'll have a lot of fun. He's one of them. Chez is one of them. Um, and that's really it. Those are the two guys I'm rooting really hard for. I think they – but I honestly see – I know this is ridiculous, but I honestly see a situation where they're both in the top five on Sunday. Yeah. And imagine that playoff. I deserve this. <laughs> Like I can't believe we're excited about a Lucas Glover versus Chess Reeby playoff, but I, oh, I, honestly, I honestly think Glover's underappreciated. He is. We should start a, a Lucas Glover fan club. And Just, I know a lot of people think I started the tracker kind of my own self. <laughs> yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, you're the expert in starting trackers. Yeah, I'm gonna do a Lucas Glover. Uh, even though I have beef with those trackers usually, but. I'm going to do a, no, not even a tracker, a Lucas Glover fan page and just talk about how much we appreciate him. Maybe like what you should, what we should do is just start on these pages for like, for like Reeve and like Glover and like every time it's like the anniversary of like a good performance. Like, do you remember four years ago on this day where Ches Reeve won, you know, whatever it was, the Phoenix Open, whatever it was that he won. Like, just do something like that. Yeah. But like a, like a golfer's yeah. time hop. Do you remember time hop, the app? Yes, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, golf hop. I like it. That's patented. Mm. Yeah, no one steal that shit. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I get a quick day job, so there we go. There we go. Good. Anyway, moving on from kind of making up apps on the spot. Um, Kaziah, I liked last week a little bit, and he didn't come to fruition. just want to see if there's anything to continue going there. No. No. Kevin Streelman? Kevin Streelman as... Pat Mayo says, young gun Kevin Streelman. Um, okay, it really throws me off that there's a Ross Steelman who I have no idea why he gets get, why, like Why has he played the last couple of weeks? Uh, I don't even know who the hell that is. So I, I yeah, just, I'm telling you, like, Ross Steelman's in the field this week and he was in the field last week. And I don't, I legitimately thought someone just spelt Kevin Streelman wrong because I saw Steelman and it wasn't. It's, it's actually a different person. Well, Streelman has some finishes here. And the real and the real Kevin Streelman has gained on approach in like five of the last six events. Yeah, you could play Streelman. No, I don't think he's going to be that popular. I think he might be a good pivot. But um, I'm going to play 100% Glover and Reeve and just fucking go all in. <laughs> just go all in, pushing the chips. Um, 
Is Carson Young going to be the low C Young this week? Good question. Carson Young. Yeah, he's definitely going to have more ownership, I think, than Cameron Young. But uh, I'm not going to be playing either of them. I kind of like where Cameron Young's, uh, where Carson Young's been play, playing well, though, like Travelers, Colonial. It looks good. Like on, on paper, he looks like a good fit for this. It does, but we faded him last week, and I think he's just on the downturn. He's a type of player like that. I don't think he's going to be good for, for three straight months. I think he just had his time, and he was playing really well, and now it's going back. And he didn't take advantage of it, which is crucially the issue. Like, I think, I mean, I say he didn't. I guess he took enough advantage of it. Like, is he going to keep his. Like, what's a good thing for him? Like, to finish in the top 70, I guess. So I don't know if he's going to get that, but. Um, yeah, sure. But that's that's just not the ceiling I, I want. No, exactly that. Um, God, this guy, I, I, I bet, and I thought it was going to be like an under the radar thing, but I guess it isn't. Who? Justin Lauer. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he plays well one week and everyone jumps shift on him because doesn't he hit his irons like really well at random points? I think, I mean, at the Travelers, he gained 4.4 on approach, and he lost 4.7 putting, and he missed the cut. And then last week, he gained only 1.6 on approach, gained 7.3 putting, and finished eighth. So I just think if he can mash those two weeks together, this is the perfect course for him. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Or you just got to mash those two weeks together, I guess, is the is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I wish Lucas Glover could just mash his Is it classic, likely? Like, no, but... No, probably not. Sam Ryder's four for four here and has finished second and 18th. And you look at his ball striking at Colonial and Memorial, really good. Yeah, so I don't know how good he's playing. Like I, so well, yesterday, he's not. He's lost like what was he like five of the last seven cuts he's missed. But I just, it just feels like there's going to be some. There's going to be a couple maybe five or six players in the top 20 or 30 that just had no form coming in and they're going to be leading after two rounds and someone's going to go oh fucking like how do you even predict this and sam Ryder's is going to be that guy okay yeah i can see that i i better match up against him yesterday because i was bored off track in the golf and i took callum taron over uh rider and rider uh taron just whooped his ass and that's what got me on the taron radar this week, so I, I, I've never even t- taken two looks at Taron. I've never played him before, never bet him before. Um, and that's what kind of made me look at him because he was just hitting everything really close. Missed some short putts too. But Ryder, I just I feel like he's kind of fallen out of form. And like you said, there are going to be some guys that play well here that fall out of form. But yeah, maybe he's one of them. Ramey's the one. Chad Ramey, 7K. And he's been playing well? He's finding form. Not, uh, 12th at Colonial, 17th last week, 38th at the Travellers, 35th at the Wells Fargo. Gain and approach in all of those. Um, putting's been good. Off the tee's been... It, the, the, the approach is very Doug Kim-like, like he's gaining strokes but marginally. Um, but just feels like Chad is the type of person. He's played well at the courses that I like uh, that could do. He missed his only cut here last year so there's not like a a course form sort of thing to go on but I like the fact that he's played pretty well at, at kind of the courses the colonials the 12th place finish there and I think he's played well at Travellers before so um, yeah I, I kind of like Chad Ramey a little bit yeah he makes sense uh, Thor Bjornsson's at 7k flat that's really expensive for him I don't know why uh, I mean we've got Aaron Badley at 7.6 or whatever the fuck he was so it's probably cheap He's been playing, not playing very well. Uh, Moore, who obviously won this event before, has he been doing anything lately at 6,900? I know that Sundog Monkey bets him like every week to do well, and 
I mean, he gained an approach last week at the Rocket Mortgage, but no, not for me. 25th at the Canadian Open, but I'm yeah, he's not. playing okay. How about Champ? Everyone tried to force that one. Yeah. Week. I don't know why. Yeah, that's well. I mean, what's the difference this week? I don't really know. Right. How about Marty? Do he played well last week? Yeah, Champ actually gained on approach and off the tee last week. Champ did? Yeah, just lost like four strokes passing. Yeah, he's not ready yet. Um, I like Marty Do a little bit. Marty Do. Just always makes me think of Back to the Future. Yeah. He gained strokes on approach and putting, finished uh, in the top 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, we're in that territory now of like you've got to clutch at a couple of straws to find something. And if he's someone that gained an approach and finished tied 17th last week, that's kind of the profile of the player you want. You want slightly better than that in both things, and that's why you're backing Lucas Glover. But um, yeah, I get it. Makes sense. I hope Grayson Sig. He's finished 16th here last year. He's gained strokes and approach recently. Shorter course, he should do pretty well. Yeah, I'll tell you who the one that has gained strokes. He's he's been living like six clay fat for ages. Russell Knox is finding a bit of iron play again. Three of his last four, he's gained an approach. Finished 47th and 49th. His last two starts, he was horrible on approach at Travellers and still finished 49th. I don't think he's playing well enough to to contend in this sort of thing, but it's an interesting one, I think. I'm waiting another week on him, but looking at, speaking of guys who have been horrible, Troy Merritt, who we played last Last week, <laughs> he gained 4.3 on approach. That's two weeks in a row. He's gained 5.4 and 4.3 on approach. Yep. Um, he's starting to play well. And, like, even though the numbers don't – I mean, the finishes don't show it until the 17th last week. And that, maybe he gets his confidence going. I think I might play a little Troy Merritt. Is this – I mean, it's pretty similar to the, the top of the trajectory of Ches Reevy, right? Like, like he yeah. used, his ball striking comes to the fore, and then the finishes are 40th and 30th and nothing really special. But – suddenly we'll out of nowhere a top six comes. I mean, he's been 30th here in the past. He's been 20th here in the past. When he was 60th, he was actually 11th after two rounds, 18th going into the final round and finished uh, 60th. So, yeah, I mean, Troy Merritt might be that guy. I'm trying to think of where Merritt has played well in his career. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Valero and it's um, Sony, maybe. Yeah, Detroit, obviously. Um, Barracuda, he's had a couple of seconds. Valspar, he's been sick. Like the Valspar's a good sign, so they're sixth and eighth. Yeah. Traveler's eighth place finish, good. Like, I like all of those. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, so I, I like are, are we really going to go with like a three man lineup of Glover, Reeve, and Troy Merritt and then just make up the rest? You could play probably Henley and McCarthy if you wanted to do that or. Should we do it? Let's, let's do it. Let's start it with Troy Merritt. Uh, where are we? 7-2 for Glover, isn't it? 7-2. Reeve's a little bit more expensive. 7-7. Seven, seven. That leaves you in 9,500 for the last three. So you can go McCarthy, Henley, and you've got 7-5 to go and take Aaron Baddeley, Peter Quest. <laughs> well, you uh, Quest. McCarthy and O'Jager and uh, Smalley. Say that again. So you could have you you take out take out who? McCarthy. McCarthy. And you want to play Smalley and Jaeger. Yeah. 
Or you can even have Grillo. What what's that leave you? You could you could have Grillo instead. Can you do Grillo and Smalley? Yeah. So you can go Grillo, Smalley, Reeve, Glover, Merritt. What do you got? That's it. Zero flat. Oh, zero. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Or or you can swap out uh, Grillo and go to Jaeger and have 400 left. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an interesting way. I mean, especially if a lot of people play in McCarthy. I'm I'm on the fence, man. I like him a lot, but like I am weary of the everybody likes him and he's and he's the favorite Denny McCarthy. He, he he literally has to win. He has to win. Yeah. Like what? Like I mean, I guess if you have him, Henley and Smalley in, and they've all finished in the top five, then fine. But other than that, like. I'd probably rather just have two shots with Hadwin and Grillo than I would McCarthy. Yeah, I think so too. And one guy I forgot to mention, Chesson Hadley at 7,100. Yeah. He hasn't been playing that good, but I just feel like a, he feels like a John Deere guy. So when I when I told Brad earlier that I was betting on Ches, he said, what, Chesson Hadley? As a <laughs> so he obviously likes him. Um, I kind of like him too. Why? Well, he was. I, I, I bet him here last year. And he finished. He he was my best yeah, he's my best finisher last year. So maybe that has something to do with the beginning five point six in approach. Lately, shit. Why? Yeah, not great. Not great. Like and the only time he's done well is when he gained like one point three seven per round on putting at Travis. The only time he's done well is when he's got himself in the news for saying that he deserves to be paid for staying loyal <laughs> to the PGA Tour. He was joking though, right? I don't know. I think people like convinced themselves he was joking. I know Hendy said he might have been joking, but I didn't think that he was. I think he was joking. I don't know. Like if you look at the audio, he seemed pretty serious. That guy can't be fucking. The guy cannot be serious. Like he like he can't honestly think he's worth anything. I'm gonna go serious because it's way more funny. I uh, if I mean if it was serious, then I I want to sit down and chat with him about it. I just yeah. want to pick his brain as to the thought process. It feels a little bit like Michael Block when he said that if he had Rory's length, he'd be the best player in the world. Like, it's similar energy. Uh, yeah. Um, I always just think of Chesson Hadley. Do you know those, like, you know, uh, um, kind of like dealerships, like car dealerships? Yeah, the guy floats the big thing. floaty thing. That's, yeah. that's Chesson Hadley. Um, I can see that just now. So, yeah. I mean, how, yeah. How do you... Um, was he been sponsored by Bojangles or something? Like, he's... He's one I of those. Like I really like him, but he can't. He can't win his golf tournament, so we should probably spend less time talking about him. Um, All right, fuck him then. <laughs> like we've already got the two winners here, anyway. So we're just trying to find people to fit around Lucas Glover and and Ches Reeve, anyway. It's always nice you get a you get a you get the winner at 72 or 74, or 75, whatever it is. So we can do different combos with them. And is there anyone in the low sixes that you care for? No, no. I don't think you really need to. It's not like there's 11K guy you're playing this week. And um, let's see. Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl. Who even is that Carl you are? Yeah. <laughs> I, was just like, I don't even know who Crazy Carl is. <laughs> you, that's a uh, Billy Madison reference. Oh, um, I haven't, I've never seen that film. It's on the list. Oh, it's so good. 3.3 in approach, 5.3 potting last week, finished 14th at the Rocket, finished 18th at Canadian. Do you know he's had some sneaky finishes who, like, definitely, I don't even know why it's really, it's, it's a little bit like why you mentioned him because he can't win. Kelly Craft has made his last two cuts, and at Travellers, he gained on approach quite significantly. You know what's weird? When he 
finished um, 30th at Travelers, gained 4.4 approach. I was looking at the data golf. They have like a course fit tool where they see the best guys, the course fit, and sometimes just the most random fucking guys ever. And he, on the Travelers course fit tool, he gains 4.4 approach and finishes 38th um, there. So, yeah, and then he finished Ke- 40th. Kelly Craft, fifth on his debut here. So he was he got himself into seventh at the halfway stage of a 64 and then finished fifth. So he took a step forward over the weekend. His next three starts here were just all made cuts, 63rd, 64th, and 66th. Last year comes back, finishes 24th, where he was 10th going into the final round. Yeah. I, I, it's, I Kelly like Cra- it's Kelly Craft week. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, what's he going to be, like 500 to 1 to win this tournament? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to win, but maybe a play at, what's his, what's his price? He is 6,400. 64. This feels a little bit like Zach Blair at the Travelers to me. Is that good? Oh, Zach Blair was good at the Travelers. Yeah, he finished second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Uh, Colonial, he's got an 18th place finish. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not been a good golfer for a significant amount of time. And his 38th place finish at Travelers is inside his top 25 finishes on tour. But... This guy's okay. Like he, yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know. For him, I, I always think Bermuda are like. He can make a cut though, Kelly Craft. If you just look like if you are jamming people in, then you need someone to make a cut. I think it's Kelly Craft at 6400. Yeah, no, totally can totally can see that. Um, or you can go with the fake Kevin Strelman at 6300. Okay, okay. So I just mentioned that data golf thing, and I'm giving them the free pub here, but. The, I told you Kelly Craft popped in the other one, so I'm going to give you the top couple ones I see here. Yep. Um, they have one, Ryan Armour, two, Kyle Stanley. Chris Glover, four, Ryan, five, Satoshi Kodaira, Duncan, uh, the Herminator, Andrew Landry, Chez Reeve. So we, we're on to a winner anyway. There you go. And then you, then you said who, uh, Sky likes Ryan Moore? Uh, Martin Matthews. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So there you go. That's it. No, no, I'm done talking about the John Deere. Like I've had fun with it, but like I don't know why how we've talked this long about John Deere. Now let's do another hour. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, look, I can talk another hour about the careers of Ches Reeve and Lucas Glover. And they're, they're the type of people I'd love to get on the podcast. Like, yeah, Kevin absolutely. Kevin Stroman was one of the most intriguing people I've spoken to. Like he's just so thoughtful. He was just sitting there and like he's he had like a um, almost like an underground bunker of like a just golf stuff that he's collected over the years, like just really like happy with what he's done in his career and content. And I just feel like that's the same sort of thing that like Glover and Reeve would be like, and just feel like they're the type of people you want to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Because how yeah. like how bored do you get these people that just go, oh yeah, like the only thing I want to do now is win a major. Like that's the only thing that matters to me. It's like, well, actually, you should probably just be grateful for being on tour for 20 years. Yeah, no, I and mean, I think those type of the guys, like you said, the top guys aren't going to share all their secrets with you. These guys are probably like, yeah, screw it. Yeah, I've got nothing else. Like, what have I got to hide? Like, yeah. <laughs> Reeve was in the, what was he, uh, the Cheesecake Factory the other day watching himself putt. So, you know, he's got yeah. some time on his hands. I was I was right there. I was like a mile away from there. I wish I knew. He, he's, he is the man of the people. Yeah, I would have talked and, to him. But... And, and by the way, Cheesecake Factory, I think is underrated. People give it yeah. shit. I like it. For a chain, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um I'm a big I'm a big fan of the nines for a chain. I think as far as chains goes, the ninety nine I like a lot. Yeah, I've never tried it. I'll just take your word for it. Like cheesecake okay. actually like it's for a for a random like 
like Brit tourists, Cheesecake Factory is probably quite an exciting thing. Like it's probably just really shit for you guys, but like, yeah. I guess, I guess it probably falls in the same category as like an Olive Garden or something like. That. Yeah, 99 is the same, same thing. Yeah, which I've never been to. But TJ Fridays, Chili's, yeah. I've been to TJ Fridays. That's disappointing. Um, yeah, it is, it is. It's like the frozen food. Yeah, you can actually just buy it as a frozen food now over here, and it's just the same. You can do so, it here too. Yeah, it is yeah. the same. Uh, anyway, that's enough of frozen foods now. Let's get into our favourite picks. and we'll, Let's make sure we pick out the ones, uh, the absolute favourites, which is going to be tough in the sevens because we've got two winners. But uh, So are we – this is a tough one. Is it is it Russell Henry or is it Denny McCarthy? Pick one. I'll go – I'll go Henley. Okay, I'll go McCarthy. That makes it easier. Um, 9K. I'll go Hadwin. Yeah, the answer's Schenk, but I think Hadwin's a more intriguing play and the kind of more thoughtful one. And I do think that Grillo will be somewhat overlooked a little bit. Um, 8K, I like starting there with Alex Smalley at 8-9. 8-9. I, um, I have Smalley, Jaeger. I'm going to lean Jaeger. I think it'll be a little less popular. Yeah, like it. Uh, 7K, Ches Reeve and Lucas Clover write themselves. Do we need to add anything else to those two? No, definitely like those a lot. I also like Callum Taron. Um, yeah, that's it. Ramey's caught 7K. I think he's interesting. 6K, um, Kelly Craft is going to finish top 30 at this golf tournament at 6-4. Okay, I like that. I also like um, Troy Merritt going back to him. He's finding some form lately. I don't think people have picked up on it quite yet. And It, it could be it could be just uh, – I would say that it was just because it was his favorite course, but – the fact that he gained almost five strokes approach um, at the Travelers too means I want to go back. The other person, one person I need to look at his course on. I got off topic here because we started talking about fucking chilies and things like that. Sean O'Hare, I still think he's got something to offer <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of times I've looked at Sean O'Hare recently. He's finished 11th for this golf course two years ago. Oh my, oh boy! Look at his approach numbers for the last two weeks, and maybe we can end that discussion pretty quickly. Um, it could be your fault too, by the way. You're the only person who's mentioned them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I'm not. Let's, let's forget Sean O'Hare. Uh, that's it, I think, Matt. I think we're done. Um, another week in the books. Uh, also, do you think? So we mentioned a couple of courses last week. Do you think the Valero thing stood up at the Rocky Mortgage enough to carry that on next year? Hmm, that's a good question. I didn't really look into that. Did you? Did you check it out? A little bit. Like, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I'm pretty sure there was like three or four of the top 10, like, were Valero guys. Like, Ricky, I think, had finished 17th, 17th, and 10th there. Hadwin had played well at the Valero. Um, Glover's played well there in the past. Schenk has played well there, I think. Uh, Laura had played well at TP San Antonio on the Corn Ferry Tour. Jaeger as well. So, I think there was enough in it. Yeah, no, I think it's a. Uh... Just Definitely. one to maybe keep in mind. I, I, I don't think it really matters, like, in the end, because ultimately, unless it produces a winner, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But um, just something to keep an eye on, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Matt, thank you, as everybody. Um, enjoyed it. Enjoyed so much on Deer, which I think I was going to at the start of the day. So uh, look forward to winning some money this week on Ches Reeve and Lucas Glover. Yep. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you know where to find me, at Vincenzi Tracker. <laughs> That's me, guys, so make sure you follow me. <laughs> Thanks, Matt.